everyone. Welcome to this first podcast. Uh, mine first podcast, of course. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest. It's a very special woman and mother called Stefania Janku or Steph, who overcome postnatal depression. And as she says, it's fitness that saved her life. So today I would like to talk to her about her journey, about her background and about some advice I'm sure she has for all of you, regardless of whether you're a mother or not. So hello, Steph. Hi, dear. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great <laughs> to have a chat with you about motherhood and, uh, you know, the challenges that it actually brings on us as women. Of course. Of course. So if you can uh, say something about, about yourself, about your background, so that people can get to know you a bit more. Okay, so my name is Steph. Please call me Steph, okay? My name is way too long and complicated, my full name. Uh, I come, I'm originally from Romania, but I moved to the UK, England, um, about 10 years ago. Uh, so my, I'm 28 now. Should I lie about my age? No, okay, I'm 28 years old. You don't uh, have to yet. <laughs> my son is nearly three years old now. Uh, my background, uh, you know, I came here to study. I got all these amazing degrees at the university. I was supposed to become a lawyer. Everything was all set. And then I had this revelation that, you know what? Actually, I need to do something else with my life. And mm. then I started embracing fitness. And then I became a mom. And now I am 1000% sure that what I have to do in life is help moms be fit mentally, physically, and emotionally. Right. Okay, let's talk about your uh, postnatal depression story a bit more, if you don't mind sharing. Because I know yeah. you went through very bad depression after you had your son. So yeah. if you can just tell more about this time. Um, so my postnatal depression started um, immediately after giving birth to my son. Um, and I remember giving birth to him, like we were in the hospital and then they put the baby on my chest and, you know, I was happy that the labor was <laughs> finished, <laughs> you know, uh, but I couldn't feel that bond. Like I was looking at the baby and he was like holding a stranger. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought, Hey, you know what? You don't fall in love with your child at first sight. I mean, you know, they're, tiny and purple and squeezed like you know maybe in time <laughs> love the love mm -hmm. will grow um but then sorry can i ask i'm sorry can i just ask did it take you by surprise that you didn't feel the bond did you expect something great and amazing and i thought you would be like in movies to put it that mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. you know like you see the baby and you start crying and you're like my life has purpose now mm -hmm. I didn't feel any of those things. Right. Uh, I, all I felt was the relief that the labor had finished and that I could finally see my toes again. Um, and that was about it. Right. It. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we got discharged next day. We went home. Uh, and that's when things started going south. Like the baby was crying all the time. I, I, I realized I didn't have any time for myself. I didn't have anybody to help me, um, you know, like a mother, an auntie, a nanny, somebody. 
So I had to take care of myself as I was still recovering. I had to take care of the baby. I had to take care of the house. I had to take care of my meals to feed myself. Um, so it was just this, this crazy realization that suddenly my life will never be the same. And mm -hmm. when you get to that point where you are convinced that your life will never be the same and it's only going to be, you know, this hectic thing where the baby takes over your life, you don't matter anymore. You don't have five minutes to yourself anymore. And you just get in this feeling of like, you can't breathe anymore. You, you get, you panic. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that feeling, everything started, uh, you know, growing, getting even worse. Um, mm -hmm. I started feeling very sad, very upset. Like mm -hmm. that sort of sadness that I've never felt before in my life. Like, mm -hmm. I always, when I'm trying to explain to people how postnatal depression feels, ask them, have you ever lost somebody? Like, did you have to bury somebody? Well, depression is a hundred times worse than that. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt it. That's the kind of sadness that I felt. Um, mm -hmm. And it was choking me. And it was like falling in some sort of darkness every day, deeper and deeper. Um, mm -hmm. and I socially isolated myself, of course, like seeing people smiling and being happy would just make me so angry. Like, mm -hmm. I just want you to kill them. Like, why do you smile? Why do you have the strength to smile? And I don't. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I was looking at the baby and I wasn't feeling anything. Like mm -hmm. I was caring for him out of duty. You know, I have the duty to keep you alive and feed you and look after you. But I didn't mm -hmm. out of love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure, I understand. Yeah. Um, what would you say was the biggest reason for you to feel sad? Was it the life change or that you didn't feel the bond? It, it was depression. It, it was depression itself. It was, yeah. you know, messing with my head and messing with my emotions. And, um, you know, you have these recurrent negative thoughts all the time. Like you build these thoughts and you just, they keep coming at you all the time. My life will never be the same. I hate this baby. I don't have time for myself. My partner, you know, we're going to break up. He's going to leave me because I'm a mess. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, they keep coming at you. Like you're never going to, I don't know, maybe achieve a career. Um, you are a failure. You are of no good. You can't bond with your child. You can't, uh, you know, look after your child in a way that he doesn't cry and he's happy. You mm -hmm. can't even make your own child happy. How could mm -hmm. you make anybody else happy? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and they just kept on coming and coming and coming and you would just you know put you in that position where you feel helpless like there is nothing I can do to change my life that's what it is that, that's motherhood mm -hmm. so these thoughts they were not the reason for the depression it was more like a consequences it was yeah I I can't pinpoint to something that caused my depression I think it was it just you know, you have like Hollywood stars, super rich people with lots of help, with lots of money, with the best conditions and they get postnatal depression. It can happen mm -hmm. to anybody at any point. Yes. You can't explain it. As you know, it, something is not right. Yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if you, I think for, for me, what, what actually was like, um, you know, what, what triggered the alarm for me was the fact that I had no love for my child. Mm -hmm. whatsoever like right. he was he was pissing me off like having to look after him was making me angry frustrated annoyed mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. and that's not normal i mean that's not normal under any yeah. circumstances yeah yeah 
it isn't and it is because it's very common so it is normal but it's not okay i'd say maybe um uh, normal i mean uh, you yeah. know when you have a child you're supposed to feel some love for that child i mean yeah. yeah they do make you angry and everything through the day it's normal you're gonna have those feelings for the rest of your life but there's also love but for me there was none yes sure uh okay uh what what helped you to feel better or when did you start to progress and feel different the worst part about depression from my point of view was the fact that i didn't know that i had it <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i assumed that's what motherhood was uh, so therefore i was convinced that the rest of my life would be like that and mm -hmm. i was actually thinking if there's any point you know in carrying on like that or maybe we should end the misery mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. then my partner triggered the alarm and he said you know what i think there's something wrong with you like you're not who you were anymore uh, not with me, not with the baby, not with yourself. Uh, you're just crying all the time. You're angry. You, you, you like locked yourself in the house. I would lock myself in the house for weeks, uh, not reply to anybody, like phone, texts, anything. Like my partner was the only one knowing that I'm actually alive in the house. That was it. Um, mm -hmm. And so he's like, maybe you want to look into that and see if there's something wrong. Um, so I asked him to, you know, list a few of the things that he noticed. And then I took that list. Uh, I myself wrote down how I was feeling. Um, and then um, I went on Google and I'm like, okay, let's see <laughs> postnatal uh, mental disorders. Let's see what I fit in. Because based on the list that we made for definitely I had something. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I had like 95% of the symptoms of postnatal depression. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I seek help. I, uh, a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went private because uh, I was scared to go to NHS because I was scared they would take my child away. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went private. Uh, luckily, I could afford that. Um, you know, and we talked and we did stuff. And I was diagnosed with severe postnatal depression. Mm -hmm. uh, and we took it from there, uh, weekly sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I would say that the most of the recovery is done by the mom you know you you impose on yourself that i have to get better i have to save my relationship i have to to be able to love my child uh and i would say that by getting that mindset you actually you know overcoming and fighting that that mm -hmm. mental disorder every single day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, where did you find the strength to seek professional help because that was and it, it is difficult for a lot of moms suffering who suffer. And it was very hard for me as well when I suffered depression myself. So wasn't it hard for you to go and seek the help? I got to a point where I was, I was feeling so bad and like my world was collapsing. Everything around me was collapsing. Mm -hmm. And it was either that or killing myself. Like there was mm -hmm. no other way out of it. Either put all my effort into saving myself or killing mm -hmm. myself. There was mm -hmm. no, no middle room left. I, mm -hmm. I exhausted everything trying to do it myself. That, mm -hmm. that was all that was left. Mm -hmm. And up until the point you Googled what actually was going on with you, you didn't have a clue, an idea. You didn't have a clue that it was actual postnatal depression no i i did not and 
you know, sometimes, sometimes I look back and I'm like, how could you be so stupid? Like, how could you be so stupid? You were so obvious. But there's the thing with somebody who suffers of, of depression is that you don't know you have it. It's like an entity that literally takes over you and mm -hmm. you don't know you're having it. The only people who can feedback you is the people around you. And mm -hmm. most people are scared of new moms. Mm -hmm. Or new moms have an impressive ability to fake it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at pictures of Baghdad, like I'm smiling and I'm wearing makeup in pictures and you'll see mm -hmm. like, Jesus, she's the best mom in the world. She has like purpose. And on my mm -hmm. inside, I was like, let's finish this photo shooting so I can go throw myself in front of a train, please. Mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you do the, did you put the happy pictures out there in order to create the impression you were all right? Um, I and would, like on my socials, not every day, but occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you did. Yeah, That's what I did, I remember, because I was ashamed of my emotions. So I put a lot of effort to, to you know, create this impression and, and I am the, the mom you want me to be. Yeah. So you feel the same. As, you know, as I was recovering, as you know, I got diagnosed, I started recovery. Um, I didn't tell anybody I was suffering. Uh, my mm. partner knew about it. Uh, and then uh, my therapist knew about it. And then I s tried to talk to some of my friends who were new moms as well. I tried to talk about it and they would say, um, you know what, maybe you are not ready to become a mom. Or mm -hmm. maybe you should move back to your home country so you get more help from your family. Uh, maybe your partner, uh, you know, maybe your relationship is not as good with your partner as you thought he was. Uh, and mm -hmm. they were throwing all this sort of dirt at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I realized that actually they might not be able to understand what I was going through. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was appealing to the wrong people. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem, you know, when you have a mental disorder. and you go to the wrong people, they can only make it worse. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. They don't mean it. Like, they no, don't they don't. Mean they anything. just don't understand. Yeah. They don't yeah. understand. Yeah. So seeking help is like seek help to the people who can actually help you and understand you because mm -hmm. otherwise your guilt and feeling of failure is going to increase as it happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know what? Only my therapist and only... Um, my partner, they're going to know what I'm going through and that's it, nobody else. Mm. Uh, and then after I fully recovered and after I regained, you know, belief and confidence in myself as a woman, as a mom, I was like, people, I had postnatal depression. I want you to die every single day. Now I'm ready to tell my story. Now I have the mm. strength to share. Yeah, sure. And when, when did fitness come into all this? So <laughs> I, I trained, I was training before having my son. Uh, I trained up to seven months in pregnancy. Um, and then I started three weeks postpartum. Now mm -hmm. you get the clearance at six weeks. Okay. Uh, I just want to make it clear. So I, I don't encourage new moms to go train without the, um, the doctor clearance. Mm -hmm. I did it because I believed in my body and I believed that I was ready. Uh, and because I needed an escape mm -hmm. and fitness has always been an escape for me. Um, mm -hmm. so I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to take the risk. I mean, worst case scenario, I'm going to have cramps and a hemorrhage. That's it. And I would mm -hmm. rather 
take that risk than not return to training and continue to feel this emotional misery every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, my body was ready. I didn't have any sort of complications. Uh, and I, I, I managed to start training again. Um, you know, it was painful. I started, you know, from zero or maybe below zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, having that 20 minutes, half an hour, I couldn't train for longer than half an hour in the beginning. Um, having that half an hour to myself um, made me feel like a woman again. It, it made me feel mm-hmm. like there's hope in my life again. Like I can find the time to invest in myself. Uh, I can take a break from my son and, you know, take a break from feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. could take a break from that. And that mm-hmm. feeling was just amazing. It was everything that I needed at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was combination of therapy and uh, exercising that helped you to recover. Yes. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. nutrition as well, eating right, you know, your, your hormones balance again uh your skin starts to look better you're losing weight you're more confident in yourself uh you're more able to um you know maybe be sleep deprived when you eat well and when you train you're more able to stand like longer hours without sleep uh so Mm -hmm. i would be less frustrated with my son when he would cry through the night um so Mm -hmm. overall it it helped me with the depression and it made me a better mom it gave me the ability to cope better with my life at that point Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was lots of lots of will, you know, lots of will to do it. Like I will not allow depression to to destroy my relationship. I will not allow depression to take my son away from me. Um, it was a, I'm not going to allow you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. every morning, I would wake up, look at myself in the mirror, and be like, I will not allow you. Whatever it takes is this or nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, you put all the effort towards healing. Like, okay, I'm going to train and I'm going to eat right. And I'm going to take time, taking time for myself. It was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know moms don't have time. I know. But when I say take time, I don't mean take 10 hours or five hours or even three hours in a day. Take 15 minutes in the shower. One, five, 15 minutes in the shower, your partner or somebody watches the baby and you, oh, he's, he's asleep, whatever. 15 minutes you just stay there with yourself that's it mm-hmm. that's it you don't mm-hmm. need one hour but be there with yourself don't think of the baby don't think of cleaning don't think of cooking don't think of what people you know have an mm-hmm. opinion what they think about you just stay there give yourself that time to heal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meditation helps a lot yes 15 minutes of meditation per day whoa mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. a completely new person mm-hmm. so it's not actual fitness maybe but the me time that is so important for... I, I you see i gained lots of weight in pregnancy i gained uh um, about six stone in pregnancy mm-hmm. so it made me as i like to say disabled like you know gaining six stone in nine months is a lot um, and not being able, you know, to, to have my fitness, my energy, uh, mm-hmm. it, it weighted heavy on, on my emotional distress. Um, you know, not being able to, to, to run errands, not being able to hold my son and do a million things at the same time. I didn't mm-hmm. have that, that energy. 
and mm-hmm. then getting, like not having energy, which is again a symptom of depression. You just sit there and wait for mm-hmm. life to pass by. Uh, mm-hmm. That 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 was overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I needed to 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 overcome that, and right. it just gave me that energy back. It helped me lose the weight and get my energy back. And you know, you had twins. Like for you, it was it was even worse. Like the way the organs move around, the way the body stretches, the mm-hmm. disalignment of the bones and everything. Like it's not just about the baby weight. It's about rebuilding your whole body, <laughs> putting everything into place, you know, getting that mm-hmm. pelvic area together. So you stop peeing yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's, it was more important than just losing the weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad <laughs> I mentioned that, uh, the term baby weight, because a lot of people think it's, it's actual thing. And uh, a lot of people think it's a myth that it doesn't exist, that it's, you know, if you, if you put away during the pregnancy, uh, some people think that it's because you eat a lot. It's not the ba- actual baby weight. Yeah? So what do you think? What is your opinion on this baby weight thing? As I just mentioned, I gained six stone. So for sure my baby was not six stone. <laughs> um, when you're pregnant, you let yourself go. Most of us. And... Perhaps you should. I mean, you know, your hormones are all over the place. The place. You mm-hmm. cry all the time. You, uh, you know, angry about everything. You go toilet every ten minutes. You can't take the stairs. Uh, you just not yourself anymore. So maybe you know, a pot of ice cream would make you feel a little bit better, having to cope with all those things. Um, so the way that you gain in pregnancy, obviously, it's caused by you being pregnant. But it's not necessarily baby weight. The baby is not six stone, five stone, or four stone, to make that clear. The baby is, uh, I don't know, five to 10 pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, five if you're lucky, 10 if you're unlucky. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it is, you know, just let yourself be. And, and in, in pregnancy, you lose muscle mass and you gain more fat because that fat is necessary for the growth of the baby um you you have like lots of um you know the liquid and and the baby and the placenta and everything so on average a woman would gain in between 10 to 15 kg um which is in between 20 to 30 pounds uh throughout the pregnancy that's that's like normal like that's the minimum the minimum everybody goes through that now if you special like me you put another 60 pounds on top of that because you're like, hey, I don't know when I'm going to be pregnant again. Let me eat everything I can see inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you ate a lot during the pregnancy. I did eat a lot. And, but, you know, morning sickness. For me, it mm-hmm. wasn't just in the first two, three months. I was sick throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, meat. Eating meat or cooking, even cooking meat in the house would make me sick. Um, mm-hmm. So my partner had to eat meat out of the house throughout my pregnancy. Um, and maybe accumulated, I was able to eat meat 10, 15 days throughout my whole pregnancy. That was mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So there was lots of stuff that was making me sick. Um, so, you know, ice cream and, and chips were my best friends. What can I say? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The way I mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't necessarily a choice. Like broccoli would make me so sick. Oh, I mm-hmm. like I used to eat a broccoli per day before getting pregnant. 
and then in pregnancy i was like i'm not touching that your son didn't like it <laughs> no and now he eats it which is weird like it's so uh -huh. weird um but yeah like stuff like this happens you know and you can mm. gain a, a great lot of weight or you can gain like a minimum normal amount of weight it doesn't matter what you do mm -hmm. after pregnancy is what defines you mm -hmm. what do you mean by that is the choices you make afterwards um mm -hmm. what do you mean define you define you as a person like i gained six stone i ate like a monster i take full responsibility for that three weeks postpartum i was like i shall eat this broccoli no matter what he was still making mm -hmm. me sick i will eat it no matter what and i will eat mm -hmm. this salad and i will eat it and puke it and eat it again i don't care i shall have a conversation with my hormones and get it right. Um, mm -hmm. So I started eating healthy again. Uh, in the beginning, I had to force myself, you know, after nine months of feasts, mm -hmm. you know, but I forced myself into eating healthy again. Mm -hmm. uh, soon I started enjoying it again. And mm -hmm. so the baby, the baby weight, the weight was dropping constantly. It was just going down and down every day. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if you keep eating the wrong things after you have the baby, there is no excuse there. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. They define you, like your actions yeah. after that. What you choose to eat postpartum, that mm -hmm. defines you. That has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the pregnancy anymore. It has nothing to do with the hormones. It has nothing to do with depression or anxiety or anything else. It, it simply has to do with you and your choices. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. Mm, understand. Uh, now I'm wondering, uh, do you think you can lose weight, uh, without changing the eating habits and vice versa? Are you referring postpartum? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you do have lots of liquid, um, you know, and it's not necessarily just in your, in your tummy or in your womb. You have lots of liquid, like, you know, swollen hands and, and feet and face and all that liquid, it, it just comes out soon after birth, you know, within a few mm -hmm. weeks, that goes away. Uh, so you can lose some weight. It's not necessarily weight. It's just losing that liquid. Um, you, you're losing the placenta and everything that's in there. Uh, so without you doing anything, you will be losing some weight. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you will get stuck. You will get stuck mm -hmm. there and you won't lose anymore. Uh, and that's when change has to come in. And then it depends if you're breastfeeding as well. Uh, that plays its role in the choices that moms make after right, they have okay. the baby. We can talk about this a bit more because that's interesting. Um, people, is there a difference between mothers who breastfeed and who don't in terms of what they can, how they can and when they can start exercising? No, absolutely not. Breastfeeding has absolutely nothing to do with exercising. Uh, my only advice from my experience would be wear the proper bra. Okay, you need the proper sport bra to hold them breasts together and tight. Because if it doesn't and they're full of milk, it's going to hurt. Uh, you're going to feel like some discomfort throughout training. But mm -hmm. if they're, you know, if you wear a proper good sport bra, you should be fine. And also there are some exercises, but you should be avoiding some exercises postpartum anyway, like skipping rope, uh, lifting heavy weight, because you still have the relaxing hormone 
uh, in your mm -hmm. joints and in your bones. Uh, so you are prone to injury and overextension of joints. Um, so you need to be careful anyway. It, it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with breastfeeding. It has mm -hmm. to do with the risk of injury. The pelvic area is a mess. You can't go mm -hmm. and squat 100 kg after you just push the baby. You're just mm -hmm. going to collapse and most likely dislocate your shoulder, your, sorry, your hips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so when is the right time to start? You get, exercise. when you need, for most moms, and especially if you haven't trained before, that makes a big difference if you trained before pregnancy or in pregnancy. So if you never trained before, if you never trained in pregnancy, don't jump into exercising without medical clearance. Mm -hmm. Don't do that because you don't know your body. You don't know how your body will react to training. So you need to at least have medical clearance to know that there won't be further complications. Right. Now, if you trained before, if you trained in pregnancy like me, and then, you know, you have the baby and you're like, I feel like I'm okay. Like, I feel like my body can take it. You can take the risk and go ahead and do it. Or again, wait six weeks until you get the doctor's clearance. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's a personal choice because mm -hmm. worst case scenario, because you would start with a light kind of workout anyway. So worst case scenario, you would be cramping, puking, or bleeding. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that bad. You will just stop and that's it. <laughs> but it could happen. <laughs> so it's a risk that you have to assume. Uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and do it. <laughs> right. Uh, does this go for every, every mother, regardless of how they gave birth, whether it was vaginal birth or C-section? Is it the uh, same for... With the C-section, you do need um, clearance 100% because you want to make sure that uh, the, 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 the cut you want open. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really important. And actually for overweight moms the the it's more likely for it to open when you train because there's lots of um i will call it fat because that's what it is um uh, and that fat puts lots of pressure on the cut so it's more likely for it to open um mm -hmm. so ideally you would be to get clearance once you have the c-section mm -hmm. uh, for vaginal birth if there are no complications and it was a low risk pregnancy uh, you know, six weeks top, and then you're good to go. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I take it you always have to listen to your body. Is, is that correct? That there is no universal rule or advice in terms of time when, when you should start ex or could start yeah, exercise? I, I think that's really important. I mean, if you refer strictly to the NHS guidelines, six weeks, wait for your GP uh, clearance. If you want to listen to your body, it can be much sooner than that. Uh, mm -hmm. Like when I was pregnant, they kept telling me, stop lifting weights. I, like, I was seven months pregnant and I was like deadlifting 60 kg. And they were like, stop mm -hmm. doing that. Stop doing that. I'm like, you don't understand. My baby loves this. Like when I leave, he kicks. He's like, go mommy, go harder. Um, mm -hmm. And they were like, you're crazy. You're going to lose the baby. You're going to do this and that. And actually, you know, keeping myself fit has helped me with my labor and he made it so easy and so nice and beautiful um mm -hmm. so listening to your body it's i believe it does 80 percent of the job to put it that way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <coughs> sorry water 
Gone quiet. We talked about breastfeeding and exercise, but uh, how does it go uh, in terms of breastfeeding and eating healthy postpartum? Yeah. Uh, do you need to watch what you eat more carefully if you breastfeed? Uh, I mean, should you or can you eat anything? or you need to be really careful? Um, I think um, for some reason, I mean, I think I used to be like that before breastfeeding. I used to think that breastfeeding is something like so extraordinary and you have to be so careful and run like a whole algorithm on it. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. Like whatever you eat, the baby eats. I mean, it doesn't, and people tend to make it like overcomplicated and it's not. Um, you need to eat like, for example, um, lots of like fibers and like rice, potatoes, like carbs. Uh, and the reason being is because I had days when I would have, it happened to me, like I had days when I would eat only like yogurt and some salad because of the depression. Sometimes I wouldn't have an appetite uh, and like the baby might end up with diarrhea on those days. And it was because mm -hmm. of what I was eating. Uh, so I had to be careful that I'm taking my carbs in and like the consistency of the food is like proper solid food um, not just like, you know, yogurt, water and, and salad. Um, so it's, it's about, you know, paying attention to the baby as well and see how the baby reacts to whatever you're eating. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, seeing the baby, um, you know, having diarrhea, I was like, okay, so I need to make sure that I get at least a slice of bread per day or a potato. Uh, something more solid to to sustain uh, the feeding, the breastfeeding. Um, so that was ticked. I'm like, okay, from now on, I shall eat carbs. Um, <laughs> then eating healthy, um, eating healthy cannot damage the baby. Eating healthy can only help the baby because when you eat healthy, you're doing well to your body, and something that's good for yourself can't be bad for the baby. Mm -hmm. it makes sense like you know drinking beer or having kfc or eating pizza or eating spicy food all that goes into the baby and that cannot possibly be better than you eating some salad with brown rice and a steak it, it mm -hmm. cannot possibly provide better nourishment to the baby mm -hmm. um so and you do it okay so that's a good thing for moms who breastfeed you do have the advantage of eating more because in order for you to produce the milk uh, you consume in between 300 to 500 calories per day extra. If you have twins, even a thousand. So, you know, bon appetit. You're going to be eating some serious food. Um, but it's important to know, uh, you know, the, thin, the, the line in between, that's how much I need for myself. That's how much I need for breastfeeding. And then is overeating. That, that line is very thin. Uh, so most moms need to be careful with that to make sure that, you know, whatever I need 15, 1,500 for me, I need 500 for breastfeeding, whatever is on top has to go away. Uh, mm -hmm. otherwise you will be gaining weight throughout breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. How do they know, um, how much is healthy for them and for breastfeeding? Well, is it something like Google or should they, uh, reach out? to, you know, some nutritionist, some they, professional. They could try and do it themselves, but I believe you already, you know, all over the place with having a baby. You don't know anything about nutrition. You haven't done any of these things before. 
is going to be mm-hmm. really hard. I mean, it's going to take lots of time and lots of mm-hmm. trial and error uh, for a new mom to do it by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it requires, you know, first you need the information, then you need to set it up, then you need the discipline to do it. It's a long process. And, uh, uh, you, you know, having somebody to help you, paying somebody to help you, finding somebody to help you uh, would uh, actually uh, reduce a lot uh, of the time that you would mm-hmm. invest in mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do this as well? Do you offer advice on, uh, on this? I do. I, I do work with moms. I do work with moms mm-hmm. and new moms um, and moms with 20 year old kids. <laughs> I work with all sorts of moms. Uh, and, and that's what I do. I mean, especially after uh, having my son and, and, you know, going firsthand through the experience, um, I can offer and I'm offering way more advice than what you find in books. Uh, because I've been through it and I've seen how my body reacted and I've seen how my son reacted and now I have so many moms that I work with and I see how uh, my my method is working for them as well. Um, right. Yeah, so, you know, you can reach to any sort of nutritionist or out there or you can reach out for me, to me because mm-hmm. I know um, I know my stuff and it's just, uh, you know, having that, that first-hand experience onto something makes a huge difference than you know, like a male, for example, telling you about breastfeeding and a male telling you how according mm-hmm. the book, it should be this and it should be that. Um, yeah. You know, a mom who's going through stuff as a new, as a new mom, you don't want a male telling you about this. It's like, what do you know about it? Seriously? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're a male. Yeah. <laughs> he could study it, but he can't fully understand, of course. Exactly. Can you, so for people who would like to reach out to you, what is the best contact for you? Is it your socials or email? Yeah, you can sure. Provide? Yeah, 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 sure. So um, my, I have, my website is superheromom.co.uk and you do have there a messenger pop-up so you can send me a message anytime. Uh, you can also Perfect. find all my socials there. So if you just go to my website, superheromom.co.uk, you find me there. You find my Facebook page, my messenger, my phone number, email, everything you need to get in touch. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, now, I would like to ask, uh, you said a lot of moms say they don't have time. New moms, of course. They don't have time to find a me time. Uh, it goes for fitness or exercise as well, because I know from my own experience as well that what most moms struggle with is time. And they feel like they, even if they want to exercise or try something to do with their body or with the weight, they struggle to find the time, you know, when they have to look after the baby 24 hours a day. So what, what is your advice on this for moms who have no support, no help, or no, no, uh, no options? I will answer your question, but just to let you guys know, you can find more about this in my book, How to Be a Fit Mom. I have whole chapters where I talk about this. How can moms make more time? How did I do it? Yeah, I talk a lot about that. I will briefly give you an answer, but you find more there. Um, so I started by having a FU attitude towards the house chores. <laughs> like, you know how obsessed you are as a new mom to clean, to clean, to clean, so the baby stays healthy, the baby stays healthy. Yeah, the baby won't get sick from the fact that you hover once per week instead of doing it three times per day, okay? <laughs> Just to make it clear. 
uh, the baby won't get sick if he wears the same T-shirt the whole day or maybe two days in a row. Just saying. Um, the baby won't get sick if you don't fold your clothes perfectly aligned every single day. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And so forth. You get my point, yeah? So yeah. I started saying F you to house chores. Uh, like I would iron only the necessary stuff before I used to iron every, everything for everybody in the house. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? It's a bit wrinkled. It will stretch as you walk down the street. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I would hoover less. Uh, I would clean the windows less. I would just find more time for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Eating wise, when you eat healthy, it's very easy to cook. Seriously, you just boil like a whole pot of rice that you can have for three days. You grill some meat uh, and then make a salad. Like there's nothing easier and quicker than eating healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and we generally eat healthy in the house. So like my partner as well, he would just eat this easy food that I would cook. Um, so I started making lots of time for myself, like having time, not just for myself, but like to go for a walk with the baby, which, you know, in the beginning going for a walk, it's considered to be proper exercise for a new mom. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, so instead of being, oh, I never have time. What, what it actually means is I never have time for myself. I have time for everybody else and everything else. Mm -hmm. That's what it, that's what it actually means. If you think of it, uh, mm -hmm. because you know, everybody's fed and everybody is, um, you know, well dressed up and everybody has everything done for them except you. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you start making more time for yourself, it's prioritizing no matter what, I don't care what happens. I don't care if the sky just, you know, if it pours rain, I don't care if the earth is going to open into half. <laughs> Today, mom is taking 30 minutes to herself as scheduled mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. and you go and do it. Um, work it on, you know, if your partner, let's say, is really busy and there's nobody else to help you. Work out a schedule, okay? On Thursday from six to half six, I'm taking me time. You are in charge of everything else. 30 minutes mm -hmm. or I'm asking for you put it in the calendar so it doesn't overbook with anything else and your partner will do it mm -hmm. the problem with moms is that we don't ask we are ashamed to ask for help mm -hmm. we want to do everything by ourselves and so then you're like oh my god I don't have time I'm overwhelmed I'm overworked I'm over 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 did you ask for help mm -hmm. ask for I can do everything by myself <laughs> No, you can't, dear. You yeah, can't. So, so that's the thing. That. Like asking mm -hmm. for help would actually make more time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Doing less mm -hmm. things for everybody else would actually make more time for yourself. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of us like to go and have coffees with our friends. Some of us prefer training. Some of us prefer doing their nails. Some of us prefer jogging. Like we all have different ways of... <sighs> finding our zen mm -hmm. uh so uh, do whatever works for you mm -hmm. but just take time for yourself it could be mm -hmm. meditation it could be just screaming in the garage like fuck this life i don't know mm -hmm. go scream for half an hour if that helps you whatever yeah. it takes <laughs> <laughs> okay now what, what about single moms who don't have partner who can help them um most single moms, they have friends or they have some family or they have some neighbors. Like 
nobody actually exists by herself or himself. There is somebody that you talk, mm-hmm. at least one person. Mm-hmm. You go and burden that person with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, I will make you coffee. I will invite you over for a coffee, which my child, and cookie, which my child for half an hour, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is always a way. There is always a way. Yeah. And, you know, you always have this option when most of us, I used to do that in the beginning as well. When my child was asleep, very rarely, by the way, I would start doing stuff around the house. Like, why? Lay down. See, maybe you can nap a little bit, or maybe you can read the book, or maybe you can meditate, or maybe you can just do absolutely nothing and breathe in and breathe out for one hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I think most, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think most, especially new moms, feel that if they don't do things by themselves or if they don't have tidy or clean place, it only adds to the feeling of being a failure or not good enough. That's why they do it. Yeah, do you agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean. Look, my, my own mother, okay, she would come visit and she knew I was alone. She knew, uh, you know, I mean, my partner used to work a lot. So she knew I was by myself at home with the baby. And she'd be like, oh my God, look at this house. Oh my God, you know what? I'm just going to come visit you just so I, from my home country. Come visit to the UK just to clean your house. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. I feel bad. I'm like, my own mom is judging me. And mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, yes, thank you. I appreciate. Please do come. I saw a rat in the living room the other day. Uh 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 so you know you shift if you shift your priorities but like deep down from from your heart from your mind if you shift it no matter what people say no matter what people think it will not get to you at Uh all you would actually enjoy it be like yes i do need you i appreciate your criticism come do something about that Uh yeah Uh 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 yeah this is what i think most moms struggle with yeah. To get rid of this feeling that they need to do everything by themselves because it's not, not, it's not possible. You can't be you can't. a god. You can't. Even, even, I'm a, even I'm a superhero mom, but man, yeah. at some point you need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned this uh, superhero movement. So if you can tell us a bit more about that, please. Um, okay, so you know how fitness and nutrition is all you need to lose weight and be happy? That's a lie. What you actually need <laughs> as a new mom is, yes, eating right and advice on that. Yes, exercising and uh, getting advice on that. But you need somebody to guide you and you need lots of, of shifting in your mindset and you need lots of encouragement and you need lots of accountability and you need somebody who actually believes in you. Okay, no matter how low you are, no matter how low you feel, there is somebody who's going to tell you, hey, it's going to get better, all right? And that's what I'm offering to moms. That's why I build a superhero mom platform and movement because, you know, I myself have tried diets and I myself have tried training, but that's all it is. Okay, who's going to help me with the depression? Who's going to offer me a support group? Who's going to, can I reach out if I need help? Like, can I text you or call you? Is there somebody there or is just like an email I receive with a file and that's it, follow through whatever um, Excel spreadsheet. Um, and so in my movement, I'm like, you know, I talk to moms, I call moms, they call me, we text, we're just like in touch. Like if I'm like a helpline for moms, mm-hmm. 
That's why mm-hmm. I'm on helpline. And then, you know, I have my book, How to Be a Fit Mom. And everybody gets my book. And they're like, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed. That's what I feel like. I feel like a failure. I feel, you know, I live in guilt. I feel like I can't escape this. I feel like I don't matter as a woman anymore. And then they go through my book and they're like, Steph, you know what? I think I need a little bit of F you attitude. Like, it's great what you're saying there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why I created the movement, not just to help moms be fit, like physically, but like to literally empower moms and give us this, you know, we freaking moms, like we, we, we grow a child inside of us. Then we p- get that baby out one way or another. We look after or two babies at the same time or three or four. And, you know, you look after these babies and, and you give yourself totally to them and you sacrifice everything, your whole freaking life. And then you have no confidence. You have no uh, self-esteem, self-worth. There's nothing left for you. It doesn't make sense. Like since I've become a mom and I, you know, overcame my depression, I'm so arrogant and I'm so confident. I'm a mom. I push an eight pound and a half baby. You don't tell me what to do. (laughs) You don't tell me what I'm capable of. You see what I mean? Like I, there were nights when I would sleep only like one or two hours per night. Even now? It, now it no or now only if it's sick but when you was a baby like i would sleep only an hour or two per night and you come tell me like oh you have a little bit of loose skin you have no value please get closer please mm-hmm. say that again like we are amazing but for some reason moms feel like they mean nothing mm-hmm. and why do you think that is? why do you think that is um, I think many is, we allow them that. And, and we are raised that way. You know, you are a woman, you have to, you know, keep your head down. Don't have too many expectations or too many ambitions. Find yourself a good man. Uh, even if he slaps you occasionally, it's occasionally, it could be worse. Um, you know, you're supposed to clean, to cook, keep everybody happy. It's okay even if your man cheats on you. I mean, he comes back, uh, you know, at home in the evening. <laughs> you should high-five him for that. And you're raised with that mentality. Like, you are a woman. You have to accept everything. Uh, as long as you make kids, you have some value. And that's it. You're good to die. And yeah, there are countries who yeah, support this vision more some countries less but yeah no i know exactly where you I, come I, from i, I think I, I agree that in some countries it's more uh, prominent than, than others but even here in the uk i feel like being a woman and, and being a mom it's still not seen as something as amazing as it is or mm-hmm. as equal as it should be seen with Definitely. any other things like they still ask you like are you a stay-at-home mom or, um, you know, how many kids, or for how long are you planning on staying home? Or it's, it's, that's those sort of very intrusive, um, you know, questions. And you can see how opinionated people are on that. Like, you know, your child is 10 and you're still stay, staying at home or you still work part-time. Or mm, I don't know what to say about that. Because mm. here maybe it's not about uh, folding the clothes, but it's about why aren't you brilliant in your career, for example. Like, Mm-hmm, so it mm-hmm. depends on society, but it's still the same thing. Like you're never good enough for them. You're never mm-hmm. good enough for them. 
you raise your child, your child is 10, is 15 years old. Uh, why aren't you the CEO of Amazon? What are you waiting mm -hmm. for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's perceived, some people see it as a holiday, no? You are mm -hmm. only at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, you know, I've been busy in the last 10 years. Like, I've sacrificed everything. Mm -hmm. Is it really mm -hmm. a sacrifice though? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of it, the child goes mm -hmm. to school and then you can buy like sandwiches to feed the child and, you know, it's not that hard, is mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you on this, but I think sometimes it's not uh, other people who give us this feeling or who judge, let's say, but it's in us, like you said, it's how we were raised. Yeah. For instance, someone asks you what, what, what your occupation is, like you said, and you say, oh, I'm a stay-at-home or I'm unemployed stay-at-home mm -hmm. mom. And even if that doesn't, the other person, even if they don't say anything, is the feeling you have within when you say that. You feel like it's not, you know, it's not right or you're something less. But we have it in, in us. We have it within. Uh, it actually happened the other day. Some of us. It, it, it happened to me the other day, exactly what you're saying. So uh, this guy asked me, he's like, um, so do you work full time? Uh, I think it was middle of the day and I was out there. So the guy's like, why aren't you at work? And I was like, I work from home. He's like, mm -hmm. so you don't have a job, do you? I was like, <laughs> first of all, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't know you. Secondly, I said, I'm working from home. I'm changing people's life. I'm on my phone and on my laptop all day long. I am, I may, I'm not, not only that I'm working, but I'm making a difference to the world unlike you. And it may, may, maybe if more women would say that to men who mm -hmm. dare say stuff like that to us, maybe society would change at least a little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with this uh, movement, so women can reach out to you anytime with any question. Absolutely if, everything they need. If they're, if they're sad and they want to talk about it, if they want to lose weight, if they want to get fit to be able to run after the kids because terrible tools are terrible uh, for whatever reason, whatever help they might need. Mm. Can they find information on this on your website as well? Uh, about the movement and everything that I do and all the programs and everything, yes superheromom.co.uk they find absolutely everything there they can purchase my book there um training programs nutritional packages mindset packages anything they need mm -hmm. perfect um if i can just wrap it up now with the last question very important question what is your message to moms who struggle with mental issues or with weight issues so we can maybe split it into separate it. Uh, questions I would just uh, I'm gonna bring them together in the first sentence and say that being a new mom poses challenges emotionally mentally and physically all together even if you have a, you know a, a fully mental disorder or just simply a distress you're going through you gonna feel you is gonna be challenging it's challenging and accept it for what it is if it becomes more than challenging and it gets to those extents like it did in my case, like you hate your child or you want to kill yourself uh, or your life doesn't have any sense anymore, then you could consider you might have a mental disorder and start looking into it and seeking help. Um, you don't need to speak about it, okay? It's so important 
to speak, but speak with the right people, okay? Call a helpline. Um, I don't actually like GPs. Find some counseling um, and just, just get help, okay? And don't, um, I know people who go to the GP, they say that they're experiencing certain symptoms and all they do is just give them some antidepressants and send them home. That's mm. not what you want. You want to be able to talk to somebody. Um, if, if, if you insist with a GP and he, she still won't put you through to somebody, um, then go to charities. There are lots of charities and lots of groups where you can join and speak. Go do that. Speak with the right people. Um, don't be ashamed. It can happen to anybody. Lots of Hollywood superstars go through this as well. Uh, so you should feel special, actually, um, <laughs> that you're going through these challenges. And, you know, don't forget that life, life never gives us more than what we can handle. Mm. So it might seem like it's too much, but maybe it's just like sort of overcoming the suffering and then becoming the greatest version of yourself. Like it happened to me. Uh, I didn't have this confidence before. I didn't have a purpose before. I didn't have this fire in me before. and I discovered it after I overcame my suffering. Mm -hmm. um, so this could be anybody's story. Mm -hmm. um, and, and physically, all I'm going to say is your body will not bounce back into shape after you have the baby. Uh, the weight might shed off, which is perfectly fine, but you need to rebalance your hormones. You need to regain strength in your joints. You need to bring your bones together your organs need to get back into place. There's lots of inner changes happening and fitness can help you speed up that recovery. Personally, I was 100% back mentally, emotionally, and physically exactly one year postpartum. Mm -hmm. But every day I worked my ass off to get there. It's, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen by miracle. It's not going to happen... Uh, you know, sitting on the sofa and waiting for life to make things better. You got to go at it every single day. If you need help, seek help. Nutritional help, fitness help, um, uh, psychological, mental help, whatever sort of help you need, just get it. You can only do as much by yourself. Mm, so true, so true. I, ca I, I couldn't agree more, really. Thank and you. what you do is amazing. I hope you know that and that you're proud of yourself. I'm sure you are. <laughs> we well, we published that already. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot to be proud of. Oh. That's for sure. Uh, for you who don't know that, Steph will also talk at my upcoming workshops in oh, June okay. and July. <laughs> which, uh, all the information you can find on my website, mumsjourney.com or on my Facebook page, Mom's Journey IP, which are my initials, by the way. <laughs> so thank you so much, Steph, for today. It's always so, so amazing to talk to you because you are so energetic and, you know, so positive, so, posit so many positive vibes come from you. And I love people like you, so I could do interviews every single day. <laughs> Sorry? I've been negative enough before. Now it's time for, you know, it's a new yeah. era. It's a new yes. time. Thank you for having like, me. Like, I absolutely love, I absolutely love talking to you. It's, it's oh. just amazing when, you know, two super strong freaking moms come together and share like the amazing things we've been through and how we overcame everything. Like, 
you know, every time I talk to you, I feel more empowered. I'm like, man, I almost forgot how extraordinary we are. And you just reminded mm, yeah. me of that. <laughs> we are like this, what it's called, ying and yang. Ying and yang, yeah. I'm the good side, okay? I'm the, I'm the white yeah, okay. side. <laughs> no, because we are so different in terms of personalities, but we have the same passion and uh, strength, I can tell. Well, yours is double. You have twins, please. Please, like people, if you don't know, she's got twins. Like twins. It's not the worst thing in the world. People have triplets, don't forget. People yeah. are single moms or disabled yeah. children. I yeah. think this is really nothing compared to what other moms have to go through. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but we all have our unique story, uh, which is amazing. So I never compare my story to someone else's because yeah. You can have one child who is perfect, but you still can, you know, suffer. So there are no rules, I think, when it comes yeah. to motherhood. But you still have to. I mean, I can only think <laughs> of how much you have to run around. Like, even if it's not mentally challenging, like physically. It, yeah, yes. I, we can talk about it next time. <laughs> what it's like to be a twin mom, yes. Yeah, it's not easy. But yeah, it, it is survivable. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you, you are in surviving mode all the time. There's yeah, no chilling. Yeah. Yes, like you said, terrible twos. We are now yeah coming close to the age of three. So terrible threes. Yeah, yeah. But it will it will pass. So yeah, soon they will be eighteen. Go to college, and we can drink wine again and chill. Yes, exactly, exactly. Only That's a few years left. <laughs> you're just a mom how hard can that be you're just a mom come on stop yeah <laughs> no this this can't be the last sentence you say so please say something <laughs> something positive <laughs> oh, you're just a mom that's not hard <laughs> you are a mom you're not just a mom you are a mom with capital a capital m never forget um, that please now if you want one last sentence okay i would say that um don't you ever, ever, ever look at yourself as being a mom or just a mom. You are first of all a woman. And when you nurture that woman, you're going to give a hundred times more as a mom and a wife and a daughter and a friend and everything else in your life. You matter first. I think this is perfect sentence to just finish this interview with. <laughs> Thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And don't forget to contact Steph if you have any questions or you want some advice or tips. And don't forget to buy my book. It's also available on Amazon or my website. <laughs> yes, yes, please do. I read it and it's amazing. You'll feel so empowered. It's not just words, it really is true. So make sure you visit Super, so how is it? Sorry, Steph, Superhero? No, no it's just superheromom.co.uk superheromom.co.uk as well as my website which is momsjourney.com and uh, thank you so much for listening and watching and I can't wait to see you again.